Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. He's worthy of all glory. I just want to thank you, Jesus. I just want to thank you, Savior, you're worthy, Jesus you are. So 
uh, right here in the United States. Just a couple of days ago, the Supreme Court passed a law legalizing same-sex marriage in all 50 states. If you are wondering just how depraved and uh, far from God our generation and our culture has gotten, all you have to do is take a look at that. Supposedly, uh, some of the most educated, supposedly some of the most intelligent uh, individuals in our country would... uh, do something as um, bold and defiant to the basic principles of the kingdom of God as that. And it's really, really very tragic. But again, uh, the scripture cannot be broken. And one of the things the Lord is bringing to my mind immediately is that Jesus himself said that so as it was in the days of Noah and Lot, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. How were things in the days of Noah? Men and women were sinning exceedingly upon the earth, and God was even grieved that he had made them. But what was going on in the days of Lot, homosexuality was what had taken over the whole city, the whole region of Sodom and Gomorrah. God was so displeased with that place that he uh, rained down sulfur, burning sulfur, and destroyed all the inhabitants. Well, you know, the United States is slowly but surely marching to a place where God is even grieved that he has made this country a superpower, that he has even made this country a model uh, in the earth. You know, I've been to many countries around the world and many countries, uh, many countries look up to the United States and look at the United States as a model and, and try to pattern themselves after this country. The tragic thing is that instead of our country as a whole um, understanding that that mantle means to be more God-fearing and to, to present a more godly model to The rest of the world, many in our country have have taken it upon themselves to try and show the rest of the world just how anti-God we can be. God is not going to stand for it much longer. I encourage you, child of God, to prepare yourselves. The scripture talks about that there are some terrible days that are coming upon the earth, and they are such a magnitude that they have never been like that before, and the Lord said they'll never be like that again. They have never been like that before, and the Lord said they'll never be like that again. Now, the Lord also tells us that for the sake of the elect, that's us, children of God, those days will be cut short. In other words, God's not going to allow that punishment to... uh, continue and to go on as long as it could have or as long as it probably should have. But for the sake of the elect, God says he's going to cut those days of punishment, those days of chastisement, those days of suffering. Uh, he's going to cut the, the length of time down. Uh, it's, it's, 
you know, it's it's very tragic, children of God. Uh, but it's the fulfillment of Scripture. And I pray that he that has eyes, that you will see what uh, is going on in your generation in this, in this dispensation. He that has ears, this is a time for us to hear what the Spirit of God has to say to uh, the body of Christ. Just as your physical head, my physical head, constantly communicates with the body, the hands, the feet, the legs, the heart, the lungs, the organs, so is Christ, who is the head of the body of Christ, constantly communicating with the body of Christ. Uh, he's sending messages, just as our, our physical head sends messages all day, all night to the rest of our body. So is Christ, who is the head of the church, the head of the body of Christ, constantly sending messages to the rest of the body. My encouragement and my prayer for those of you under the sound of my voice is that we will hear what God has to say in these last and evil days. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, Because God Has Shown Me Something Different. I'm doing something different. Because God has shown me something different. I am doing something different. God is just flooding my spirit now with various individuals throughout the scripture that were doing things real crazy way. I mean, real wrong, just just wrong, real wrong. But after God showed them something different, uh, many of them changed and did things in a manner that was more pleasing in the eyesight of God. Uh, God has placed in my spirit now uh, Saul, who later became the Apostle Paul. He was persecuting the church. He was on his way to Damascus to find any Christians there, that if he found them, he was going to bring them back to Jerusalem, bound, tied up, chained up. But the Lord appeared to him on the Damascus road. He began to do things differently. Balaam, internationally known prophet, uh, in the days of uh, Balak, king of uh, Moab, he was on his way to go and supposedly pronounce a curse on the nation of Israel. On his way, God sent an angel who stood in his path with a drawn sword, getting ready to kill him. Balaam's donkey saw the angel, started turning away and trying to run away. Balaam started beating the donkey. God opened the donkey's mouth so that the donkey could speak and asked Balaam, Why, what have I done to you that you have beaten me these three times? And you know, Then God opened Balaam's eyes and he was able to see that, that, that God was about to kill him. And, you know, as a result of that divine visitation, that divine revelation, Balaam began to do things differently. So, you know, um, unless God shows us, you know, we'll be doing things wrong. You know, one of the things that God told his apostles, and he's still telling his apostles today, you know, um, the question is, are his apostles 
listening. But in the early days of the church, when the church was first established, the apostles had been locked up for preaching the gospel. But God wanted the gospel preached, so he sent an angel who unlocked the prison doors. And as the angel was unlocking the prison doors for the apostles, the angels told the apostles, go into the temple courts and tell the people the full message of this new life. Go into the temple courts. God said, look, you know, go to a place where there's a whole lot of people and tell the people the full message of this new life. God is oftentimes going to manifest and present himself, present his apostles, present his apostles, prophets, in places where he knows there's a whole lot of people. Why? Because God does not want any of us to perish. You know, even though his apostles and his prophets be mistreated, that throughout the ages they've been, you, you never find a time when God's prophets and apostles have been treated well. Not his true ones, not the false ones have been loved, and uh, people have treated them so, so well. But God's true prophets, you go back, they have been boiled in oil, they have been hung on crosses, they have been stoned, they have been run out of, run out of city, put out of synagogue. God's true prophets have always... <laughs> Throughout the generation, that's one of the ways out there under the sound of my voice. You call yourself a prophet. You know, you, you think that you're a prophet. You're wondering if you're a prophet. All you got to do is check your treatment by your generation. Jesus said it like this. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you, when they insult you, when they reject your name as evil. And Jesus told us, said, look, rejoice and leap for joy in that day, for in the same way their fathers treated the prophets which were before you. Jesus, look, that's just how prophets get treated now. True ones now. Jesus, I'm talking about true. Then Jesus came back and said, but woe unto you when all men speak well of you. For in the same way they treated the false prophets which were before you. So I encourage you out there to the sound of my voice. You you know, you a true prophet, you know, and the people, this generation is treating you badly. Be encouraged. That's what we get in this generation. You, know, you out there aspiring to, to be a prophet or a prophetess, you need to know what true prophets and true prophetesses receive. You will be hated. You will be excluded. You will be insulted and your name will be rejected as evil. You go through your Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and you will find true prophets, true spokesmen and spokeswomen for God have been mistreated throughout their generation. Jeremiah had received such a mistreatment in his generation. He said, oh, that I had a lodging place in the desert. Jeremiah said, I would get away from all my people. I, Jeremiah said, I'd get away from all of y'all. If I had a place out in the desert, I could go. Because God has shown me something different. When God shows you something different, child of God, he expects you and I to do something different. Now, God is not giving you a whole lot of his word just so that you can just take it in. If God, you see God doing a lot of talking to you, giving you a lot of attention, giving you a lot of word, giving you a lot of insight, revelation, 
wisdom, he expects more out of you. Anytime God gives you much, he expects much out of you. Come on now. You, you understand that out there. You don't expect to put a million dollars in the bank and then go to the bank and, and, and know that you haven't made any withdrawals and, and find out you only got $33.52 in the bank. You, you understand that. If you put much into something, you expect much out. You don't expect to put uh, $50 worth of fuel in your vehicle and then only have two gallons to, inside your vehicle. So the same way you understand putting much in and expecting much out, God also uh, understands putting much in and expecting much out. God putting a lot of time in you, a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of his word, a lot of his wisdom, a lot of his revelation, a lot of his insight. You need to understand he is expecting much. To whom much is given, much is expected. We looked at capital A in our outline, purposefully staying away from. Now, we understand that as children of God, there are just some people, some places, and some things that we have to stay away from. You know, and some of these people, some of these places, some of these things, we may like them. We may actually like them. We may be drawn to them. We may be attracted to them. Oftentimes, the children of God keep something in mind, that a lot of times the thing that we like the most is the most detrimental to us. A lot of times, the thing that we like the most is the most. You think about it, man. You think about it. I, now, I like me some, some uh, uh, chopped barbecue. Let me just use that. Man, I like some chopped barbecue with some vinegar and hot sauce. Huh? Very, very tasty. But I know for well that that's not good for my blood pressure. I know that's not good for... For, for, you know, my health, but I like it. See, much of our Christian development and growth and maturity will be uh, centered around us being able, strengthened by the power of God, strengthened by the Holy Spirit, to say no to a lot of the stuff we like. Oh, man, right now I would eat me a, 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 a banana split. Hmm? Bananas and and cherries and all sorts of syrup poured all over. Mm-mm. I'm just seeing a picture in my mind, but I know that's not the best for my for my uh, shape, you know. And, and and trying to you know. So so a lot of times, you know, we've got to stay away purposefully. Stay away. See see, and God is dealing with me on this. It's easy for us to stay away from the people the places, and the things that we don't like. That's not even the talents. Oh, come on. Now, how, how, who got to tell you to stay away from a, from a man or a woman that you like? Who got to tell you to stay away from a, a movie that you like? I mean, it, that's going to be difficult. You see? But, you know, I mean, from, who's got to tell us to stay away from uh, things that we don't like? We do that automatically. But when it's the things that we do like, that's when it can be very, very difficult. Now, you know, granted, there are going to be some things that uh, that we're going to be asked to stay away from that we uh, don't like, but then understand that uh, there are going to be some things that we do like, some people, some places that we do like, 
that God is going to ask us to stay away from. See. Look at John chapter 7, verse 1, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 4. Capital B. Look at yesterday. Show me me. Show me me with a question mark. Um, so many great revelation that God shared with us. You know, we even had uh, here at the church a visitation from one individual that was here with us many years ago and uh, left the ministry. Uh, we hadn't seen him for about, about 10 years. But they came back and we had an opportunity to, to talk and to discuss uh, some things that, you know, me personally, I wish would have been talked and discussed many years ago, but, you know, it happened when it happened. And uh, we thank God for uh, atonement. We thank God for um, his mercy, for forgiveness. You know, we come to find out that there were some mistakes that had been made on both parts. Uh, and we just... Uh, thank God that he uh, showed us ourselves. You know, oftentimes it can be much easier, as we had even talked about yesterday, to see the faults and the, the flaws and the shortcomings of others. But then God has a unique way of uh, showing us ourselves. Very, very beautiful thing. We looked at Second Samuel chapter 22, verse 26, and we looked at Genesis chapter 38 and verse 26. And it brings us on down to capital C in our outline. We're going to look at Exodus chapter 9 and verse 27. And capital C in our outline today, I have sinned. I have sinned. Three very powerful words that, if they're not a part of our vocabulary, they need to be on a daily and a regular basis. I have sinned. No, no, I'm not talking about my mother, not talking about my father, not talking about my sister, not talking about my brother, not talking about my... Son, not talking about my daughter, not talking about my husband, not talking about my wife. I'm talking about I have sinned. Exodus chapter 9, verse 27. The Bible says, Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned. Pharaoh said to them, The Lord is in the right, I and my people are in the wrong. Capital C, what? I have sinned. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Once again, we reverence you. We laud and magnify your glorious and holy name. Father, you are worthy of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. We thank you, Father, for your word being a lamp 
a light, but also for your word being a mirror that shows us ourselves. We pray, Father, that we will not be like men and women who look at the word and then immediately go away and forget what it has showed us. But, Father, we pray that as we look into your word and as you show us ourselves, our sins, iniquities, faults, shortcomings, that we will make the necessary changes and adjustments that show your name may be glorified, honored, and praised. We trust, Father, that as you continue to show us ourselves, we will continue through and by your power, by your spirit, and by your might to change ourselves and to conform ourselves into the likeness of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. This is our prayer we count done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Capital C, I have seen. Now, here we are, children of God, in Genesis chapter, I mean, Exodus chapter 9. After God has rained down plague after plague on the Egyptians, plague on livestock, plague of boils, plague of hail. And when the hail started beating down on Egypt, God did an amazing thing. Land of Goshen, where the Israelites were, there was no hail. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? God has got such an awesome power that he can have it be like hell for one side and be like heaven for another side. God is so awesome that he can take marriage for some people and make it like heaven and take marriage for other people and make it like hell. God is so often that he awesome that he can take child rearing and make it like heaven for some people and make it like hell for others. In Egypt, where the enemies of God were, the hail was destroying everything. It was destroying the crops. It was beating down on livestock. People were suffering. People were crying out. But in the land of Goshen, where the Israelites were, the Bible says in verse 26, the only place it did not hail was the land of Goshen. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? God can take this life. Some people, and it'd be like heaven. It'd be so sweet. God just be opening doors and doing things. And for other people, this same life, this same life can be like hell. You say, Basel, what are you suggesting that we do? Well, the same thing that I would have suggested 
thousands of years ago with the people in Moses' day. Get on the Lord's side. On the Lord's side, there was no hell. But on the world's side, which was represented by Egypt, there was destructive and very, very terrible hell. I'm encouraging you today, get on the Lord's side. Get on the Lord's side. When you get on the Lord's side, there'll be some things that God will do to the world. There'll be some things that God will do to his enemies that he won't do to you. There'll be some things that the enemies of God have to go through that we as his children, we as his holy people, his royal priesthood, his chosen generation, we won't have to go through. Get on the Lord's side. Get on the Lord's side. The Bible says in verse 25 that throughout Egypt, hell struck everything in the fields, both men and animals. It beat down everything growing in the fields and stripped every tree. The only place it did not hail was the land of Goshen where the Israelites were. I encourage you, child of God, I encourage you under the sound of my voice, male, female, rich or poor, black or white, barbarian or Scythian, slave or free, you need to find the land of Goshen. You need to find your land of Goshen. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? Now, what are, you, what are you talking about? What is this, my land of Goshen? Your land of Goshen, child of God, my land of Goshen represents the place where God wants us so that the plagues of the world, the plagues of the enemies of God don't have to enter into your house. Land of Goshen. Place where there's peace in the midst of the storm. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to today, but I want to encourage you and let you to know that our God has the power, has the ability to bring you and I peace in the midst of the storm, peace in the midst of a divorce, peace in the midst of being laid off, peace in the midst of being falsely accused, peace in the midst of being slandered, peace. Bible says that Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron. You say, Apostle, why? Well, I'm sure that Pharaoh had gotten a report of what was going on in the land of Goshen. I'm sure that Pharaoh, I'm sure this did not escape his attention that the Israelites were enjoying fair weather while the Egyptians were going through hell. Pharaoh summoned Moses and Amon. Bible says that Pharaoh said this time, I have seen. Now, it's, it's amazing, and God is immediately stopping me on that because God says all these other plagues, all these other times that Pharaoh had the opportunity to let God's people go, and he didn't. 
this time he acknowledges that he has sinned. You say, Apostle, why, why is that important? Well, it's important because Pharaoh had been sinning all the while. <laughs> Pharaoh had been sinning from word jump. Pharaoh had been sinning from word go. But he, Pharaoh says, this time I have sinned. Now, whether Pharaoh makes the proper change or adjustment or not, what's coming out of his mouth right now is correct. Pharaoh is acknowledging something that God and God's servant had been knowing for a long time. You see, sometimes, sometimes, you know, people be knowing or seeing our sin long time before we come to grips with it. God knew Pharaoh had been sinning again from, from the beginning. Moses knew that Pharaoh had been sinning uh, from, from the word go. But Pharaoh is just getting this revelation. My encouragement to each of us under the sound of my voice is that we will get the revelation of our sin before it's too late. I don't want God to give me a revelation of my sin later. Lord, give me a revelation of my sin early. You see, because child of God, the quicker we get a revelation of our sin, the quicker we can do something about it. As I shared with you all just uh, earlier today, we had a visitation from one of the members that had left the ministry many years ago. He came back and shared some things that I wish they would have shared 10 years ago. Because once I got the revelation of, of my fault in the matter, the only thing I, I could say, look, I have sinned. Forgive me. See. And see, this is why God tells us in his word that if our brother sins against us, to go and show him his fault just between the two of you. Go, go, and show him his fault. You know, because sometimes, children of God, we are human beings. Sometimes, you know, we can get ourselves blinded by the adversary, and we can't see mistakes that we have made, things we have done, hurt people. You know, yeah. See, some of us, what we'd rather do when our brother or our sister has sinned against us, instead of doing what God say, which is go and show him his fault just between the two of you. We go and tell. Some of us will go and tell and share it with everybody else in the community other than the one God told you to go to. And see, because when things are not done like God wants them to be done, results do not come about like God wants them to come about. See, now, instead of you and I, uh, going to our brother or our sister, like God has instructed us. See, now uh, we've gone to everybody other than our brother or our sister. And the brother or the sister still hasn't gotten healed, still hasn't gotten delivered. Now we have, 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 have uh, gossiped. Backbite our brother. So now, what what happens now is the problem gets compounded. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That when we do things simply like God says, problems can be resolved. Problems can be alleviated. 
Had, as we look at our text, had Pharaoh went on and let God's people go way, way back when Moses first went to him and threw the staff down and, and Moses' staff turned into a servant. If Pharaoh had let God's people go way, way back then, 10 plagues, he would have been able to save his nation. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? When, when, when leaders can, will go on and do things, do like God say early, when people will go on and do like God say early, it can save a whole lot of plagues. It can save a whole lot of, of negative things that God will do to people, to nations, to cities, to churches. Go on and do what God say early. Pharaoh is just getting the revelation that he has sent. God done rained down by about five or six plagues already. The nation is suffering intensely, and he's just getting the revelation that I have sinned. We want the revelation of our sin early. Pharaoh says, this time I have sinned, he said to them, the Lord is in the right, and I and my people are in the wrong. Now, keep this in mind, child of God. Anytime you're dealing with God, that, that, that is a very, very wise position to take. You know, sometimes me and God don't always see eye to eye on some things. He'd be telling me to do some things I don't want to do, telling me to go some places I don't want to go, you know. I mean, he's our heavenly father. Just like as a natural father, sometimes you might tell your sons or your daughters to do something they don't want to do, all right? But the thing about God is, children of God, and we, we have to keep this in mind, just like Pharaoh had to come to understand, God is always right. Even if Even if we ain't understand we can't understand why he's saying what he's saying. We can't. We don't like what he's saying. All of that's our business. But God is always what? Right. Pharaoh said, the Lord is in the right. So, you know, even at times when I don't quite see things just like the Lord want me to see them or want to do just like the my position is, all right, Lord, how am I wrong this time? Because the Lord is always right. How the Lord tell you to pastor a church is always right. How the Lord tell you to be a husband, to be a wife, is always right. How the Lord tell you to be a man or be a woman is always right. What God tell you to contribute to the church that he's connected you with is always the right amount. Oh, but that, uh, Lord, I ain't got, it's always, God is always right. Message that God tell you to preach to his people. It's always right. The clothes that God tells you to wear, it's always right. The enemies that God tells you to pray for, it's always right. Pharaoh said, the Lord is right, and I and my people are in the wrong. Now, this is, this is a beautiful thing, roll off Pharaoh's lips. That was a beautiful Beautiful thing. Now, you say, Apostle, why, why, are you, why are you moving so slow on this? Real reason why is this. Because Pharaoh didn't really mean what he was saying. There's a difference between penance and repentance. The Bible doesn't say pent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus told the disciples to preach repent 
for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance means you are sorry. You're still planning to go on with what you've been doing. You're still planning to do it again or say it again. Or, but repentance means that you are godly sorry and you change. See, we live in a generation of penitent people. Oh, man, sorry, but you go right back and do something crazy. Go right back. God doesn't want us to pent. God wants us to what? Repent. Repentance is, is repentance is sorry. Repentance is sorry with change. Pharaoh was what? Penting. I have sinned, he said to them, the Lord is in the right, and I and my people are in the wrong. Pray to the Lord, for we have had enough thunder and hail. See, see, Pharaoh didn't say anything about, you know, letting God's people go, which is what this was really all about. You say, Apostle, what were you driving at? See, see, a lot of times people forget the issue at hand. What Pharaoh was able to see, and my spirit is actually going to the visitation we had yesterday, a lot of times people are able to see your response to something that they did, but they don't want to see what they did that caused that response. Pharaoh is looking at the thunder and the what? Hell how it is beating down the livestock, how it is, you know, making the people suffer and doing all. But what he don't want to look at is the fact that God told him to do something, and he hasn't done it, and he didn't do it. God was simply responding to Pharaoh what Pharaoh did. Now, it's much like, you know, you, you see a lot of this kind of thing in your news today. You know, police would come up to you, you know. A lot of African-Americans today ended up, you know, shot, killed. Police coming up, giving them instructions. They don't want to follow instructions, you know. And I'm sure that upsets officers. And I'm sure if you wasn't an officer, it would upset you. Officer asks you to do something, you don't want to do it. So now, you know, officer used deadly force or, or, or abuses, you know, the, the position or whatever, which is not right, but neither was it right for you not to follow the instruction that the officer gave you. The Bible said, obey, you obey, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. What you mean you telling the police no? If the police are not telling you to sin, do what he say. Do what she say. Romans chapter 13, verse 1, everyone must submit himself to the governing authority. God says there is no authority except that which the Lord has established. And the authorities that exist have been established by God. That means that the authority of that policeman, the authority of that state trooper, the authority of that sheriff has been ordained by God. And then the Bible says, consequently, he who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so bring judgment on yourself. You bring judgment on yourself because of what you have done. Then everybody wants to point the finger and start marching, talking about what the police have done. What the police have done. Police tell you to stop selling drugs on the corner. What you mean, no? Police tell you to stop selling cigarettes uh, that you're not supposed to be. What you mean, no? Police tell you to pull over and bring out your driver's license registration. What do you mean, no? What is, what is no? Sister God, listen, I got former students from when I was a high school teacher. 
when they were 13, 14 years old, I stump them in the head and make them run laps around the gym. Let's go, son. Let's go. Some of them are grown men now. Officers of the law, pull me over. Find out it's me. Hey, Coach B, it's me. It's, it's uh, little Johnny. You remember me? I, sir, how may I help you? It's sir. Why? Because I recognize the authority. You're not little Johnny no more. You're not in my class. Now, you're not under my authority. Now, I'm under yours. Sir, how may I help you? Oh, come on, Coach, it's me. What is this sir stuff? Sir, how may I help you? And when you get off duty and we go get a, a pizza or wheel, then it can be little Johnny. Right now is, sir, the same way I expected you to show me respect when I was a school teacher and you were my student, now that I am a motorist in the state of North Carolina and you are a trooper, it, now I'm showing respect for the position that you hold. What were some of y'all talking about out there? Especially black folk. I'm wondering, have y'all lost your minds? What is this? What is this new thing? We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna do what the police tell us. You're asking for trouble. What you mean you're not gonna do what the police tell you? Come on, saints. I didn't mean to go that deep, but Lord, just kind of. That had to be said. Pharaoh said, pray to the Lord, for we have had enough thunder and hell. Have you really? See? Have you black folk out there on the sound of my voice? Have you really had enough of, of being shot, shot unarmed black men and stuff being shot? Have you really had enough? Because, see, Pharaoh, if you really had enough, then you wouldn't come back with the same craziness that got this plague on you in the first place. Black folk got down the sound of my voice. If you really had enough, then you'll start doing what the police tell you. Start showing some respect for the officer of the law. If you really had enough, or we're going to be marching in another two weeks behind somebody else shot because they didn't, or, or beat down because they didn't want to follow simple instructions. Only thing police can't tell me is the sin. Mr. Bryant, hands behind your back. Yes, sir. Mr. Bryant, bring your feet together. We're putting the, Yes, sir. You ain't telling me to sin. It's yes, sir. Because I, that authority, I'm viewing the authority to me is just like God is talking. Police talking to me, if they're not telling me to sin, it's just like God is talking to me. What the world is wrong with some of y'all out there? I ain't, I ain't put my hands behind my back. Put my hands behind my back for what? Who you? Because he asked you to. Somebody, Pharaoh, Pharaoh say, I will say, Pharaoh, you say you had enough. But then Pharaoh come right back with some more craziness. God had to send a plague of locusts. God had to send a plague of darkness. And then finally God had to kill the firstborn. God said, you ain't, you ain't really had enough because you keep doing the same stupid stuff. When you have really had enough of something bad that's happened to you, you quit doing the stupid stuff that brought that on when you really had enough. Pharaoh, yeah, yeah, but we have had enough. We, have, we don't plan to change, but we have had enough. And that's the same song a whole lot of us as black people singing around the, around the country. We don't plan to change. We don't plan to teach our children to respect 
authority. We don't plan to obey the office of the law. We don't plan to change, but we have had enough of this shooting. We have had enough of this abuse. If you had enough, then start doing something different. What we say the topic was? What is the topic? Because God shown me something different. I'm what? I'm doing something different. Hey, bro, you really had enough? Change. Do what God is asking you to do. Black folk out there on the sound of my voice, you really had enough? Change. Do what God is asking you to do. Submit yourself to the governing authorities. You really had enough? A whole lot of y'all ain't hearing this kind of preaching. I know that. I know that's right. Can't get no whole lot of amens out of, out of this here. I ain't got to have no amens from you. If I can get amen from God, I'm satisfied. Listen, listen out there under the sound of my voice. I don't need a single amen from none of y'all. If I get an amen from the great amen, which is God, then, I'm, I, then that's all I'm satisfied. Who in the world do we think we are? Black folks, my white brothers and sisters out there tuning in, you can turn your... Turn your, turn your computer, turn your TV down. Let me talk to my black brothers and sisters for a little while because it's insanity. And it ain't all y'all fault. It ain't all the police fault. Now, hi, I know y'all don't like that right now. Gotcha, finish up the message now, Robert. You, you done made enough enemies for the day. All right, all right, let's go. The Lord is in the right. That's all I know out there, children of God. The Lord is in the right. No. Pharaoh said, pray to the Lord, for we have had enough thunder and hail. I will let you go. You don't have to, to stay any longer. And watch this. Moses said, Moses said look, uh, Pharaoh. <laughs> I'm not, Moses said, look, I was born, but I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> Moses said, look, I ain't crazy now. Moses said, I'm hearing Moses in the spirit. Now, Moses, I'm getting ready to read what he say, but I'm hearing what his spirit's saying. This joker thinks I'm crazy. This joker literally thinks, sometimes, you, you know, people think you're crazy, you know. And, you know, you, sometimes you just have to be looking at them. A lot of times I just be looking. I mean, like, man, this joker thinks I'm crazy. Moses replied, when I have gone out of the city, Moses said, I'll spread out my hands in prayer to the Lord. The thunder will stop. There'll be no more hell, so that you may know that the earth is the Lord. But watch verse 30. But I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord. Moses, I know you're going to keep right on with your craziness. Because you ain't got it yet. You ain't got it yet. Watch this now. God said, Robert prophesied. A lot of you people are not going to like hearing this. It's going to be some more unarmed blacks that is going to be abused, shot, killed, beat up. It's going to be some more. Just like Moses had to prophesy unfavorable message. God said, God said in essence, Moses said in essence, look, you still ain't got this thing because you still ain't got it. You still don't fear the Lord. We still got a large a portion of our race as African-American people that still ain't got that you're supposed to respect them that 
have been placed in authority. You still ain't got it. Still, 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 still. Moses said, Pharaoh, you, you really, y'all, you ain't your officials. You, you ain't got this thing yet. And Moses said, I know that now. I'm going to pray, Moses. I'm going to pray. You asked me to pray, and, and I believe God is going to answer the prayer, but I know you, all, you still ain't got it. You still ain't trying to do this thing like God wanted it done. Post hoc ergo, God going to have to beat your butt some more. Try this one on my black brothers and sisters out there in the sound of my boy. Try doing what the police ask you to do. Try that one on. Try doing what the state trooper asks you to do. Try doing what the sheriff asks you to do. Try that one. Try that one on. And watch there be a sharp decline in all of this useless killing and abuse and uh, brutality. Watch it be a sharp decline. Try doing what they ask you to do. Shut up your mouth. That would get a whole lot of our people in trouble. Just shut up and do what you asked to do. And let's see. Let's see how that one. Let's see how that one shakes out. Shut up and do what they ask you to do. If it's not sin, you and they ask you to do something and you don't do it, you are wrong. Look at verse 34, because, I mean, go down to verse 33. Moses left Pharaoh, went out of the city, spread out his hands toward the Lord. Thunder and the hail stopped. Rain no longer poured down on the land. And watch Pharaoh now. When Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and thunder had stopped, he sinned again. He and his officials hardened their hearts. So Pharaoh's heart was as hard. And he would not let the Israelites go, just as the Lord had said through Moses. Now, some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, when you read about the next unarmed black that has been shot and killed or been abused, you'll remember, just as God, just as, just as Apostle Brian had said, you still ain't got it. When you get it, God will let me know. Just like when Pharaoh really got it, God let Moses know. Want to say the topic well? Capital C, I have sinned. Pharaoh acknowledged that he had sinned. But then just as soon as God relieved some of the pressure, relieved some of the punishment, he went right back to the craziness again. Let us don't do it like that, children of God. Let our acknowledgement of sin, our acknowledgement of God being in the right and we being wrong, let's let, let's, let, uh, let's let that be followed by a correct change in action. All right. Lord said close out now, plus I'm tired. Father, we thank you again for you have told us in your word that all scripture is God breathed and that it is profitable for correction, rebuke, 
instruction, doctrine, teaching, and righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We thank you for your revealed word to us today, Father, how you can take words that were written in the lives of men and women thousands of years ago, and you can show us today how those same words and, and, and can be uh, a benefit and a blessing to us, how that those same words can show us uh, things that are going on in our dispensation and in our generation. Father, you are awesome in this place. We appreciate your spirit. We appreciate your truth. We appreciate your rebuke even, Father. Pray, Father, that as you are showing us something different, that we will do something different. We will do that which is pleasing in your sight. Forgive us, Father, again, of our sins and iniquities, shortcomings and failures. We ask, Father, that you will continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Saints, let's go on and get these three questions. Um, name the three plagues that went right before uh, the plague of hail. Named the three plagues that went right before the plague of hell. Question number two. What's the di- explain the difference between penance and repentance? And then question number three. What was it? God knew Pharaoh was going to do after the hail stopped. What was it God knew Pharaoh was going to do after the hail stopped? Very basic, very simple. Saints out there, uh, under the sound of my voice, I encourage you as well. Uh, take that test. You know, you don't have to write it down on anything, but just even if you just get the answers uh, down in your spirit, or if you already have them, we praise God. And, um, I pray that you all have a blessed and prosperous day in Jesus' name. Amen. Since you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com, check our website at www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash g backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoes, Precast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. A talk show call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. A spreecast typing Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.